God, praise God. Pastor Mike here, Genesis One Christian Ministries. I'm so glad you're able to stop by for a visit today, and I pray that uh, your day is going well and that it will continue to go well. And uh, as we get into the Word today, why don't you expect to hear from God? You know, um, when Holy Spirit prepares these messages, it's always because someone out there needs to hear what is being said. Amen. So why don't you just uh, ask Holy Spirit to fill your heart and open your ears and eyes if you're reading along with me in Scripture here so that you can indeed be ministered to, okay, in the name of Jesus. Uh, praise God. Getting right to the Word, uh, we're looking at today Second Chronicles, Second Chronicles chapter 20. Second Chronicles chapter 20, and we're going to start with verse number 1. Praise God. After this, the Moabites, the Ammonites, and with them the Mennonites came against Jehoshaphat to battle. It was told Jehoshaphat, a great multitude has come against you from beyond the Dead Sea, from Edom, and behold, they are in Hazanah Tamar, which is in Engedi. Then Jehoshaphat feared and set himself determinedly, as was his vital need, to seek the Lord. He proclaimed a fast. He proclaimed a fast in all Judah. Verse 4, And Judah gathered together to ask help from the Lord. Even out of all the cities of Judah, they came to seek the Lord yearning for him with all their desire. Okay? Praise God. Now, if you've ever found yourself in circumstances that made you fearful, then you can maybe understand where Jehoshaphat was coming from. Jehoshaphat found himself surrounded by uh, by enemies, but instead of giving into fear, he sought God's voice. He sought God's face and advice. You know, whenever you are afraid or uncertain about something, then we need to ask God, how do we handle, you know, this difficult situation? And how can we handle the situation correctly? Obviously, because we cannot do it ourselves. He will give you the guidance that you need, you know. All of us have challenges in life. All of us have things that we go through from time to time. All of us uh, have the, what's called the vicissitudes of life, the ups and downs. You know, Jesus said that we will have trials and tribulations, you know. But the thing is that we have to remember that we need to go to God. We cannot do these things by ourselves, okay? What's so nice about Chronicles chapter 20 in verse number 12, it tells us that what we need to pray for when we are facing a big battle. And I say, I quote from verse number 12, We do not know what to do, but our eyes are upon you. We do not know what to do, but our eyes are upon you. That's what is in Chronicles 2 Chronicles uh, 20, 12. We do not know what to do, but our eyes are upon you. So what does that say to you right now today? Whatever you have that's going on in your life, are your eyes upon God? If you do not know what to do, are your eyes are, are upon God? You know, The people in the war we just read here realized three things. In, in this, uh, these uh, scriptures on Jehoshaphat here, they realized three things. One was that they had no might against their enemies. Okay, One, they had no might against their enemies. Two, they did not know what to do. And three, they needed to have their eyes focused on God. Okay? The first one there, they had no might against their enemies. They realized that, well, maybe you feel that you have no might against the circumstance that has you bogged down right now. Maybe you feel you don't have the training. Maybe you don't spare. You don't, you don't have the, uh, the wherewithal. You don't have the intelligence. You may, you don't have the insights maybe you're feeling. Okay? So the first thing is to realize that I cannot accomplish this thing by myself. I cannot 
you know, get, get rid of this, uh, this thing that's challenging me by myself. I need indeed to bring God. I need to have my eyes focused on him. Okay. The Lord, we see in scriptures there, the Lord responded with these very powerful and assuring words. He said, you shall not need to fight this battle. You shall not need to fight this battle. You shall not need to fight this battle. Take your position. Stand still. Stand still and see the deliverance of the Lord who is with you. Fear not, nor be dismayed. That's in verse number 17 of Second Chronicles 20. Many of you who have been with us for a while have heard me say that one of my favorite verses is Psalm 4610. Be still and know that I am God. Be still and know that I am God. So what the Lord told them that you shall not need to fight this battle. You do not need to fight that battle by yourself. God is with you. But one thing you have to do and remember to do is to stand still. Just to just calm down, slow down, and know that God is there with you. You're not in this by yourself, saints of God. You're not. Okay? The battle is not yours. Okay? You are his child. So therefore, he's not going to let you go into this by yourself. He's with you. Do not be dismayed. Okay? You know? Stand still, stand still, and watch what God can do for you, you know. One of the most challenging things that I've had in my life from time to time is when issues rose up against me, is to be able to stand still. It's easy for me to mouth those words to you, Psalm 4610, be still and know that I am God. But for you to actually do it means that you have to make some effort to not let the devil get in there and put all sorts of nonsense in your ear and whisper, you're going to fail, you're going to fail, you're going to fail, and still just quiet down, pray. Give it to the Lord, Heavenly Father. I need you for this situation. I have this travail before me, O Lord God. Help me. I focus on you. I give it all to you because I know that you are there for me. I know that you have not left me. So therefore, Heavenly Father, I will indeed be still. And I know that you are God. And I know that you can bring me through this. Amen. We need to remember to do that. Amen. So what is our position? You know, what is your position? It is one of abiding and entering the rest of God. Okay. It's one of abiding and entering into the rest of God. Now, again, many of you have heard me say also some, sometimes that uh, over the, the, the years that um, abiding with someone is living with someone. If I go by to see my cousin, you know, from time to time on the holidays or whatever, maybe vacation time during the summer, I'm going there for a visit. But if I show up on my cousin's doorstep with my my uh, suitcases and my toothbrush and my pajamas, then I'm not going there for a visit. It looks like I'm going there to stay. I'm going there to abide with him. And that's how we must be with the Lord. We can't simply go by to visit him, go to church or open your Bible only on the holidays, Christmas time and so on like that. End of the year, you know, only go by and, and when you visit him, read your Bible on Sundays when you go to church. What about abiding with God, reading your Bible all of the time? Okay, you know, morning, noon and night. If you can't get to your Bible at lunchtime because you're working or whatever, then at least morning and, and, and evening. Amen. Amen. Get, get to the Lord. Spend some time with him. Abide with him. We have to remember that, that, that in abiding with the Lord, then that way we wind up waiting on the Lord while the Lord continually ministers to us. We need to continually keep our eyes focused on him. We must do what he directs us to do. All right? So if you've got this issue out there right now, saints of God, and, and, and you're down on your knees before the Lord and you're taking it to him and you're being still and you're listening to him, you're being still and you're listening to him, what is he directing you to do? Amen. 
What is he directing you to do? He said that this is not your battle. It's his. Okay? So God is the master strategist. Master strategist. Okay? So whatever God is telling you to do, just do it. Follow his directions. Let him indeed guide your path. You know? And then you can wind up just resting back and being being safe in him. Amen. You know, and concerning concerning entering into to God's rest, uh, I just like to say that there's no such thing as entering into the rest of God without having some opposition in your life. Amen. No such thing as being in the rest of God without some opposition. Okay. Because opposition is what indeed life is all about. And God is teaching us how, how to, to, um, how to get rid of the opposition if we remember to focus on Him. Okay. Okay. So wrestling is something to be considered. You know, I once read a story about Two artists who were asked to, uh, to paint their perception of rest, their perception of peace and rest. Okay. What is their perception? One artist painted a beautiful, tranquil, peaceful lake, you know, surrounded by mountains where everything was nice and quiet and still. Right. That was his perception of peace and rest. The other artist, however, he painted a waterfall tumbling down off of a cliff from a mountain cliff rough and full of full of motion and noise it was just rough waters traveling down but at the top of the of the cliff there was a, a a skinny tree that was sticking out from the cliff and on that branch of the tree sticking out from the cliff was a nest a bird's nest and in that nest was one silent one single bird and the bird was peaceful the bird was not there flapping its wings and, and running around in the nest like it was frightened to death. It was there and it was at rest. Okay. All right. So what, what, what does that represent? It represents the, the, the peaceful, tranquil lake with the mountain surroundings. That's, that's, that, that's symbolic and representative of, 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 of us kind of stagnating because the lake is still, there's no motion there. So that's, the, that's reminiscent of us just being in a place where there's no growth, there's no movement. However, the bird that was on this branch or um, in the midst of this waterfall and was still having peace, that's representative of us being at peace in the midst of a storm, in the midst of troubling waters, in the midst of rough waters. If we are focusing on God, we can rest in peace knowing that he's there. Amen. Knowing that he's there. Okay. So we need to remember that we must always keep our eyes focusing on God. Okay. And, 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 you know, as we move forward in life, we have to also always realize that uh, Jesus said, peace I leave with you. My peace, my peace, my peace, I now give and bequeath to you, not as the world gives do I give to you. John 14, 27. The peace that Jesus gives you is, is a peace like no other can give you. Okay, the world cannot give you peace. The peace, that's because the peace of Jesus is, is deep spiritual peace. It's a deep spiritual peace that just goes and, com and combines with your spirit, okay? So that therefore, the, 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 the peace of the Holy Spirit, the peace of Jesus in your life just combines with your spirit and puts you at rest. With you just surrendering and say, okay, Lord, here I am. You just take this situation, take you, take me where you want me to be. Amen. In the name of Jesus, just take it, okay? All right? We find that, that his rest is one that operates in the midst of the storm. When everything is going haywire around you, when other people are going haywire around you, you will be at peace. Okay? 
you know, you know what it's like to be in an office environment there where it's just so much chaos going on. And people, people, excuse me, sometimes people will say to you, Jesus, uh, how can you be at peace with everything that's going on? Well, if you have the Lord Jesus in your life, you will be at peace. And if they ask you, how can you? Then you say, okay, how much time do you have? And I'll tell you why I am at peace. Okay. All right. So, so remember that we need to keep our eyes focused on, 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 on the Lord. Jesus did not come to remove all opposition from our lives. Again, I must say, but rather to give us a different approach to the storms of life. Jesus shows us a different way. As we learn his ways and approach life in the way that he approached life, the way he did, then we will experience his rest in the midst of any storms that the devils throw our way. The devil throws our way. Amen. Amen. I pray this message was a blessing to you and that you go through the balance of the day at ease, knowing that the Lord is there with you. Amen. And when you have an opportunity, go to our website at www.genesis-1one.org. Browse around a bit. That site will also reconnect you back here to the uh, to the podcast site. Amen. Amen. And 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 remember that 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 God is there with you and to guide you. All you need to do is simply trust in him. All you need to do is to simply trust him. Praise God. Praise God. I pray that this message was a blessing to you. I pray that you go in peace in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen and amen.